Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host Rob Cameron, bringing you the, all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week we're going to take a look at MLW Underground 25. It's going to be a big shoe for you all. Or could be. I don't know. It's up to you to decide. I, I, I think it's got some good action to be involved. But first, let's talk about the news, shall we? The first bit of news is the re-signing of King Muertes. The former Mil Muertes debuted this past year and has left a path of destruction behind him only to be stopped by Alexander Hammerstone. In other news... Uh, we have the draft pick special, round number three, occurring this past week. And we are welcomed to the draft by Alicia Toot. She's letting us know a little bit of news before the draft. First of which is MLW is having uh, Fusion tapings. I guess it's not going to be technically a special event, but Fusion tapings on September 11th in Fort Worth, Texas. In addition to that, the Opera Cup is making a return in the year 2021. Uh, it's been kind of a big event for MLW. Previous winners include Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Filthy Tom Lawler. Now it's time for the draft itself. Uh, it looks like the returns coming back this time around are going to be Savio Vega and Zenshi. So a couple of strong supporting players have returned into the mix, leading us to our next round of the official draft. And this week, it is a twofer, and we're going to forego the inter interview segment, because there's two folk now. The first of which is Lee Moriarty, who's been tearing it up on the independent scene. And Eramis uh, from AAA um, uh, speculates that he'll be uh, part of the Azteca Underground, and uh, just because, you know... Uh, Dario, I mean, not Dario, Cesar Duran, uh, has some deep pockets and ties to AAA itself. Uh, so that's kind of exciting news out of the new draft picks. As I said, Moriarty's been tearing it up, then is a solid hand in the ring. And Aramis, uh, you know, an exciting luchador, with the and going in with the returning Zenshi and Gringo Loco. Uh, some exciting matches heading that way. Once again, we have the episode of MLW Fusion on Vice TV. Uh, this week's episode was episode 100 of Fusion. And as per the norm, uh, I'm not going to do the full recap here now because I've done it in the past. So if you are interested in checking out the vaults, it is MLW Con Fusion number 15. No parental guidance. So of course, you know, do me a solid check that out. And, I mean, if you're going to do me a solid anyway and check out old episodes, just binge listen to everything. Uh, it's, you know, be cool. Take one for the team. Just leave it on in the background and just doze off and let the dulcet tones of my voice carry you away to the land of Min or Nod or whatever nightmare realm I happen to be talking into. So, but anyway... Never mind that. We have uh, Underground to cover, so let's take care of this. Underground number 25. No major doings to start the show. We are going to get our introduction to the dulcet tones of Power Man 5000, letting us know what happens when the worlds collide. Meanwhile, Sanjay Duck and his amazing back knee is on his way to the ring. Looks like he is taking on Eddie Cologne, who does not get an entrance. 
in the double rings of the uh, War Games chamber. War Chamber. Yeah, so many variations. I've just confused my mind, and I just don't feel like editing anymore. I'm going to go take a nap. If I take a nap, I mean, I'm going to talk about Sanjay Dutt versus Eddie Cologne. Anyway, dual ring setup, of course. Not that it really comes into play in most of the matches we've seen in War Games Land. But anyway, Eddie is not getting paid by the hour. He starts off things pretty hot, tries to go for a quick roll-up, gets just like a one count out of it. Uh, Sanjay decides he'd much rather have a cruiserweight standoff, so they're trading maneuvers and kick attempts and sweeps, eventually getting the big old kip-up standoff. Everyone cheers. In theory, no one really cheered this time because no one in America knew what an Eddie Cologne was, and the rest of them were probably staring at Sanjay's back. Anywho, uh, Eddie launches himself outside the ring with an attempted shoulder tackle. Uh, we get a corkscrew dive by Dutt. Uh, we go back inside real quick. Uh, to springboard attempt again by Dutt. Doesn't really work. Uh, Eddie crotches him on the top rope. Hits a crucifix bomb for two. Go to commercial. Come back. Eddie hits a superplex also for two. Dutt literally hulks up. The only thing he didn't do was wag his finger, but he did the shake. Eddie begs off of him, hits a big boot, and instead of the leg drop, he ones up Hogan and hits a shooting star, a standing shooting star press for a two count. Well, he should have used the leg, brother. Anywho, that doesn't work. It doesn't work out for Eddie, brother, and he hits a flapjack to take over for him. Take over for a bit. Uh, Eddie misses a springboard dropkick and gets a jackknife pin for his efforts. One, two, three. Sanjay Dutt is your winner. He gets to move on to the finals of the American J-Cup uh, tournament. So congratulations, Sanjay. He's moving on. We are welcome to the Control Center by Joey Styles. Uh, he puts over the hybrid horror show event where we'll get to see Dr. Death Steve Williams taking on Aldo Montoya, actually PJ Polanco, uh, in a taped fist match. So that should be should be fun. Uh, let's see, what else has we got going on here? We got Vampiro and Nosawa taking on CM Punk and a mystery partner. And your main event, Terry Funk versus Steve Carino for the MLW Heavyweight Championship in a dog collar match. The first dog collar match in MLW history, and this will be Terry Funk's only shot at the MLW Championship. We are now welcomed to Kevin Kelly, former WWF uh, announcer commentator etc uh he is excited to be part of this here program where he gets to call professional wrestling he is also excited to check out the hybrid horror show as well uh he also notes that teddy hart the first third generation member of the hart dungeon hart dynasty hart family if you will is going to debut we are also going to get the headhunters versus the hit squad and something for the ladies Super Porky. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Th things are getting a turn for the sexy here in MLW. Super Porky is going to... Super Porky, I can't even talk about it, man. I am so excited for the debut of Super Porky that we're just going to ignore that Barry Windham's going to be there making his singles debut and Samoa Joe 
or Samoa Joe Seiya is also going to be there. So it's going to be a party, a super porky party. Hey, I managed to get through that part of it without stuttering. That deserves a small celebration in and of itself. Hey, hey. Anyway, speaking of Vampiro and Osawa from like 10 minutes ago, they're backstage. They're going to team up. Vamp wants to know if Nosawa's going to be there for him. Does he have the balls to do it? And Nosawa? Nosawa is a juggalo. Anywho, moving on. Let's see. We got also got Samoa Joe. He doesn't care about your gaga and your gimmicks and your toys. He is there to wrestle. And when he wins matches, he is going to do it by wrestling. So everyone can just bring it. He's going to win matches and wrestle. Alright, it is time for our second match of the evening. Los Maximos, the SAT, taking on the loser's bracket of the American Jake Cup Tournament, Super Dragon, and Juventude Guerrera. Uh, so this so is the first time, I think, Super Dragon and Juventude are teaming, and they are a pretty random pairing, so uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I, I'm mildly excited by this, because, you know... Uh, whenever I, whenever I see Hoovy, I just think back to the horrible incident where she got fired from WCW because he got PCP laced drugs and went bat poop crazy. Um, and then Super Dragon is just Super Dragon, so it should, I, I like to think of the chicanery and the no nonsense curmudgeon just teaming together. But anyway, Super Dragon and Jose start off the match. They they trade offense going back and forth before Dragon gets kicked in the face and has to tag out. Uh, this is a reoccurring theme throughout the match. Hoovy uh, comes in and just manages to take out both Maximos, which is also a reoccurring theme in this match. Uh, Dragon gets tagged back in and is promptly kicked in the face. And Northern Lights suplex for two. Uh, Hoovy tags in, hits a, a uh, pump handle face buster, gets a two count, and then goes a people's elbow. So, you know, we're ripping off everybody's moves tonight, brother. Hit hit the, uh, try to do the Hogan hulking up, gonna hit the uh, people's elbow, all that good stuff. Uh, we get double tags, uh, so uh, Super Dragon's back in, gets kicked again, because that's kind of what happens. Uh... The SAT forget who the legal man is, though, goes after Hoovy, which does allow Super Dragon to make a comeback here a little later on. Uh, we come back from a break, and Los Maximos are double-teaming Hoovy. Uh, so he get, so one of them gets taken to Dick Kick City, and the other one gets a Hoovy driver for his efforts. Unfortunately, Hoovy is not the legal man. Referee wants to point this out. And so the other Maximo gets a Hoovy driver for his efforts, too. No pinfall this time. Hoovy's learned his lesson, but he's just just going to take everybody out with Hoovy drivers, I guess. Um, so, g- gives no cares. He's just going to do Hoovy things. Calls for the 450. Kind of gets taken out in the process. Uh, Super Dragon makes his way back in and trades pin attempts with uh, Joel. Um, they go back and forth, and some really nifty... Uh, pinning combinations by Super Dragon. I just kind of forget like how good he actually is because like I mostly remember him double stomping folk. Like that's that's mostly his thing. But the uh, dude could tie in a knot too. I was impressed. But it was honestly it was all for naught because after a nifty head scissors pinning combination, Joel gets the one two three. Los Maximos get the win. The established tag team takes the Duke over the makeshift tag team. 
All right, so we're going to take a pause for the cause, take a break, because that was a lot of action to get through. We could only watch Super Dragon get kicked in the face so many times before we have to let the sponsors come in and do their thing. So I will be back in one minute. Now, whether you're someone who works out, or, like me, needs to maintain focus and mental clarity, we could all use a pick-me-up. That's where Ray's Energy steps in. With Refresh technology, Ray's provides a hydrating, sugar-free boost of energy without the crash some other energy drinks have. You can find out where you can get Ray's Energy near you by visiting www.repsports.com. And while you're there, check out the other products that Rep offers, such as pre- and post-workout supplements and snacks. And if you want some extra savings, order online and apply my discount code CASS, that's C-A-S-S, at checkout for 15% off your order. All right, we are back. Oh, we get a CM Punk promo. He is letting everyone know that Nosawa is weak and Punk has friends, but he's not going to tell you who those friends are because it'll make it that much sweeter when he pins either Nosawa or Vampiro in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Now, we are moving on to our main event. Another semifinal match for the American J-Cup. It is Jimmy Yang versus Christopher Daniels with Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, as Jimmy Yang comes out to the ring, uh, Joey Styles really wants to put over the point that Jimmy is a signed, contracted WWE employee at this point. Um, but he is still rooting for Jimmy, at least for this match, because... Daniels is such a despicable human being. Um, well, you know, different strokes for different folks, I guess. The important thing is, though, hey, Mikey got a haircut, so he's not entirely all red now. Uh, match starts off hot and heavy. They go outside pretty darn quick. Jimmy takes out Mikey in the process. Uh, come back in the ring. Uh, Yang does his little, like, run-up backflip off the guy that he's seen in some sort of kung fu movie and then hits a big spinning heel kick on daniels uh daniels does make a comeback though uh with various gut busters shoulder and shoulder blocks into the corner uh daniels making a point to really kind of work over uh jimmy's midsection the ribs the lower back uh and mikey whipwreck is in there getting some cheap shots as well as you know that's what you do when you're a heel and you're in a wrestling match in a managing capacity. Though no one ever checked to see if Mikey has a manager's license, so they probably should have got on that. Anywho, we come back from a break. Daniels hits a knee drop and goes for an abdominal stretch. Uh, goes for another one in the corner. This time it allows Mikey to kind of help out too, get some extra stretch on that. Uh, we get a chop off which seems like a terrible idea to me because both guys are just standing there chopping each other in the chest. Uh, Daniels eventually wins it by clotheslining Jimmy Yang because that's heel 101. Don't win it fairly. Why chop when you can clothesline? So that's what we're going to do. Uh, Daniels goes up top. Yang hits a spinning heel kick, though, as the counter for whatever Daniels is going for. Uh, Yang counters out of a uh, tornado DDT attempt, but it runs into a Uranagi for his efforts. Yang hits another kick. So to go into, like, the stereotypes with, like, the Super Dragon match, like, I feel like this match, Jimmy should have just done nothing but kicks. Because when he kicks, he's, he's successful. When he's not kicking, Daniels hurts him. So, obviously, the key to winning this match for Jimmy Yang should be just kicking Daniels repeatedly over and over again. Uh, but 
Jimmy hits a big kick, goes up top, hits Yang Time despite the attempted interference by Mikey Whipbrick. Only gets a two count, though. Uh, so he goes up again, and Mikey successfully crotches him this time around, uh, allowing uh, Daniels to gain his druthers, hit the last rights, the unofficial fish, official finish of the Fallen Angel. Yeah, for some reason, I was going to build up to that nickname and then just totally forgot what a fallen angel Christopher Daniels was. But anyway, a last rights, your rolling cutter. One, two, three. Christopher Daniels is your winner going on to the finals of the Super J Cup tournament against Sanjay Dutt and his amazing back knee. Oh, so, but that's not all. We are, after this main event, going to go hang out with Kevin Kelly. Puts over Hybrid Horror Show once again. We're going to see the dog collar match, of course, between Terry Funk and Steve Carino. The Headhunters taking on the Hit Squad. The de- the singles debut of Barry Windham. The debut of Teddy Hart. Oh, all the good stuff. Nosawa and Vampiro taking on Punk and a mystery partner. All those big things. We, sh- we should watch the hybrid horror show. Or, I guess, find footage of it. Or wait for MLW to release you know, episodes of Underground TV, because that'll just be chunks of the hybrid horror show. Whatever. It's, it's all good. Let's let's do that. Anywho, we are going to end our show this week with a nice little video package highlighting the run of Terry Funk in Major League Wrestling, and to some extent also chronicling his feud with Steve Carino. So, uh, that will bring us to a close. That is the end of the show, end of Underground anyway. Uh, again, like I say every week, it's always a solid show. Uh, this time it was like extra fast-paced, like just snap, 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 chant, 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 super dragon, <laughs> etc. Um, yeah, really fast-paced. I, I hate to use the cliches, but you know, you blink and you miss it. Uh but otherwise, you know, it, it was a fun show overall. Uh, one of these days, I will stop picking on Sanjay Dutt. Uh, and this will probably be the day like that, you know, he threatens legal action. So nobody tells Sanjay Dutt that I'm making fun of his 2003 back knee. Uh, that might be embarrassing for at least one of us. Probably me, because I tend to cry when I get slapped. And cry even harder when I get slapped with lawsuits. So we're, we're just going to move along there. Anywho, we should just go ahead and end the real show, too. So, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Tune in next week. I don't know. Uh, Check out the plugs, you know. Check out the Patreon. I do cool stuff on the Patreon. Follow me on the social media at the Nova of Cass. uh, uh, Be sure to check out the uh, the Ray's sponsorship, because I actually use the energy drinks, and I would use the melatonin in more, except for the you know, massive amount of liquid I have to consume to go with that. And then there's also things that I don't use because I don't work out. So do that. Anyway, plugs, check out the plugs, uh, and I'll see you all next week. MLW Confusion is a member of the One Stop Wrestling family. It is produced by Rob Cameron. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and leave a review in addition to telling your friends, family, and enemies. Word of mouth promotion is very important to small podcasts like us. If you're interested in keeping up to date on Confusion, it can be found on Facebook at MLW Confusion, all one word, no hyphen, and the Twitter is at the Nova of Cass. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade our equipment, my virtual tip jar can be found at www.kofi.com/casanova, C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A, or for more bang for your bunk. 
visit my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Casanova. Same as with the Ko-Fi. For as little as $1 a month, you can get early access to the podcast without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive goodies. So be like Maverick45 and Alan Schroeder who've been there since the beginning and join up. The written form of all of these links can be found in the episode description. Thanks!